And it is part of that soothing mechanism that they have. And you can only control that to a certain extent. They need to do that. And yes, as much as we don't want to hear the words, they will outgrow it. They do outgrow it. Very rarely will anybody go to college sucking on their thumb, although we may want to. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Today's episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth. You've been hearing us talk about Cozy Earth sheets. This is the softest fabric and it is guaranteed. It even has a 10-year warranty and you get to try them out for three months. Well, I will never sleep on anything else. I even recommend getting two sets because that way you can swap them out when one's in the washing machine because you will not want to sleep one night without them. Head to CozyEarth.com for more information. And our listeners, you get to enter Mom's on Call 40 for 40% off at checkout. These are the best sheets ever. Hi, my name is Amy. I'm from Atlanta. Our daughter is a little over two years old. Since about four months old, she's sucked her pointer and middle finger wasn't really ever into the passy. Um, And so she normally does that when she's going to sleep at night, napping or in the car seat. So we've asked her pediatrician kind of how to have her stop sucking her fingers as a coping mechanism. Um, And they've suggested replacing her fingers with a toy, um, you know, telling her, you know, fingers don't go in your mouth. We've tried books but we don't want to punish her for putting her fingers in her mouth. And when she's sleeping, there's not really much we can do with that. And I don't want to waste money on a hand guard because I know she's going to rip it off um, simply because that's just her personality. So any suggestions that you have, uh, my husband and I really don't want to accept that. It's just something she'll have to grow out of because her fingers are starting to get kind of raw looking and definitely worried about her palate. So any suggestions that you have, we would appreciate. Thank you. Well, Amy, I love this question, and it is something that I think so many families go through, whether they're sucking the passy or sucking their thumb or sucking their fingers. Oh, I wish you could see. I could not hand down my twins' clothes. You know, like usually when we're done, they're still in pretty good shape. They, They could not be handed down because they would suck the collar and the sleeves so badly. It looked like a pack of wolves had like ripped it, both of them. And it just, it was so tattered from that kind of little self-soothing behavior that they had. They didn't use their fingers, but they did like a, a good cardigan or a little <laughs> t-shirt, a soft long cotton. sleeve bamboo. t-shirt. Well, oh, they didn't yeah. have the bamboo ones. I think they just loved the cotton. I don't know what it was. Well, and you know, and it is part of that soothing mechanism that they have. And you can only control that to to a certain extent. They 
They need to do that. And yes, as much as we don't want to hear the words, they will outgrow it. They do outgrow it. Very rarely will anybody go to college sucking on their thumb, although we may want to sometimes (laughs) in the craziness of life, you know. Um, And so, you know, that is part of it. At this age, really what I have found to work the best is giving them something else to hold. So you said you've tried some books and the pediatrician recommended toys. This is very possible that it's that touch. You know, it'd be interesting to know if this little one is is a touch kid by design, uh, according to the Mom's Song Call Toddler by Design app. It'd be interesting to know if, if she's a touch kid. And if she is, one of the best things at this point that I would try is to find a little lovey. Uh, maybe not the sleeve of her her outfit. Oh, they'll find it for themselves. Know, but a soft, different textured lovey that when you start to see that, you can kind of hand to her uh, and see if that won't decrease a little bit of that. And as far as those little raw fingers go, you know, it's always so hard to try and keep them from getting really aggravated. Um, Vaseline's really good. Vaseline's and that's something good. if they suck on it, it's, it's not going to be harmful yeah, for them. And it's just small. rub it yeah. in really well. And, um, and I love the fact, here's one of the things that it just, you guys are such great parents. I love these instinctive questions that you're asking when you say, I don't want to make her feel bad for this self-soothing behavior. Fantastic. So that's really going to be our goal. How can we manage this without her feeling bad? And on your behalf, I want you to not feel bad. So I am going to be your advocate while you are her advocate. Laura and I will both be on your team. We are team mom. So we want to address a couple of things first. Let's address your things. And your things are, I know we don't like to hear that they will eventually grow out of it. And they will. And we can put some Vaseline on the fingers and the fingers are going to be fine. And this doesn't make you a bad parent because we can't force them to stop sucking on an appendage that is attached to them 24 hours a day. We cannot watch them 24 hours a day and prevent this. But there are things that we can say with confidence and do like Laura recommended so that we can actually address the other thing that makes you feel like you're handling and managing this as a parent, which is helping set this child's perspective about what's happening. And so it's sometimes just the simple repetitive words that we use that help set the atmosphere. And this change takes a while. (laughs) So we may have to say it 1,726 times, but I promise you it's worth it. And so when you see that behavior, it's okay just to say, oh, you know what? You don't need to suck on those fingers. You're safe. You're loved. And here's your lovey. And it just a little bit at a time helps to transfer that little soothing behavior that they're looking for to these great words of affirmation and hope for them. And they are, in fact, going to grow out of it. I wish you could see my thumb right now. I was a thumb sucker. And to this day, I have one thumb that's a little bit smaller than the other, but it functions beautifully, other than the fact that my hands are like toddler-sized, <laughs> the tiniest hands altogether. Um, but yeah, 
but my thumb works just fine. I feel great. I have developed all kinds of soothing mechanisms since then in my adulthood, Um, as will she. And you are one of them. So keep asking these great questions. Keep loving these babies in this way. It is magnificent and it's going to go farther than any rash on her fingers. That's going to be temporary. Your love and your ability to speak to her and tell her what she's capable of in this really simple, positive way, that's what's going to last. Hi, this is Chelsea and I live in Heronsburg, Pennsylvania, and I use the Moms on Call books with our toddlers and our babies. We have twins and they're toddlers now, and I believe that one is a social child and one's an engineer. How set are these personality styles and when do they become permanent? Is that impossible that I can switch or even swap? Thank you for all of your insight. Your books have truly been a lifesaver. And you both are amazing and a blessing, and I appreciate you. Chelsea, that's the sweetest thing ever. And you too. Can they swap? Do they change? Does the second one where they were in, can it become the first one? Yes. The answer to that is yes, 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 yes. Moms of twins. Well, and we think. Yes. And, and I'm telling you, and just when you think you've got it all figured out. They and you, switch. Yeah. Oh, it's, this is the shy one? But maybe this week. <laughs> or today or this minute. So, no, I mean, they're just not set in stone. It is not concrete. I mean, I will say in all the years that we have been doing this and Looking at it with my children. Now, again, my kids were kind of out of that toddler phase when we really nailed down that toddler by design, right? But we just still used our kids. Well, we can see it looking back. My gosh. Yeah. So there is something that tends to kind of uh, be more prominent. And that's what you'll see when you take the quiz. Like, and even you'll know as you watch them, once you're familiar with, you know, what the options are. So yeah, will one be kind of more social in a season and the other more of an engineer? And sometimes they'll switch and these things will kind of compete. Usually if we have two things that are pretty close to each other, we'll see in all kids that they'll kind of be seasons in which one is more prominent than the other. But there's usually something that's pretty dominant, which you said, you know, yeah, you know, I kind of see this dominant and this one and this dominant and that one. And, you know, those things can progress or compete for what's really going to be the biggest motivator. And sometimes we'll even get what we call a triad where there's three (laughs) things. It's a social engineer who loves, you know, touch and human contact and all of those things like just compete for what is going to motivate them at any moment. Um, Those are a little bit more rare. Usually we'll get about two. And when does it become permanent? So usually whatever seems to be those two things that, you know, compete for the primary motivator, those things you will be able to look back like Laura and I have done with our kids and go, oh yeah, they were both kind of social engineers. This one seems more social at times. That one seems more of an engineer at times. But I do want to also encourage you, and and we always had to be so conscious of this as mothers of twins, um, is the comparison game. People always want one to be one thing and one to be another thing. And part of the toddler by design paradigm, part of what we are after is not to label or homogenize anybody into just one category, but to recognize that everybody's got some kind of mix of these five motivators and they may switch around a little bit. Um, but we're all 
different. And those differences can be celebrated. They can't always be quantified, but not comparing them, not saying, oh, if this one is this, then that one has to be that. They can both be high social at some point. They can both be high engineers at some point, given the right environments. And so that was one of the things. My mom is a twin. And that was one of the things that she always drove home to me. She said, everybody always compared me and my sister. And that means typically that there has to be a winner and a loser. Like Mm -hmm. one of these qualities is, you know, maybe better than another. No, they're just different than one another. And so um, one of the things that we want to say to parents of twins is to do our best not to compare, but just to give people permission to say, yeah, they both have amazing, excellent qualities and they switch it up in ways we can barely understand. They're just wonderful to be around. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.